Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It was a freaking disaster. It was a disaster. And let me, let me tell you this. I went to that game last night because I wanted to chronicle the story of all the intrepid people who made it to the game and see how they throw a, how they put on a game with no band, no cheerleaders. They didn't have a national anthem singer. The national anthem singer uh, said, on Tuesday, I will not be able to make it. They then wrote every, uh, at a, you know, they work with a spectacular Rudy Scheidt School of Music over at the University of Memphis, and they get singers from there. And, of course, they do. Why wouldn't you? It's fantastic. Um, they wrote everyone who has sung the national anthem in the last um, two years from the University of Memphis and asked if they could come, and no one could show up. And so an hour before the game, they were saying, we're just going to start asking random fans. And sure enough, they did start asking random fans. And Ashley Rich, a uh, 22-year-old, uh, who happened to be there, said, sure, I can sing the anthem. So uh, she had once, she'd sung her whole life, and she once sang the anthem at a White Station baseball game, but had otherwise not sung the anthem. She pulled out her phone and read the words uh-huh. as she sang it, and God bless her for that. Do you, I, when you're just being pulled out of the stands, you can do yeah, that. You're not Don't pre- you you haven't prepared. Yeah, you can, I, and, and, and she was great. And the truth of the matter is, I have a million stories in my notebook about all the people and all the things that all the people did down there to put on that game. And it was great. If the team had played with the spirit and teamwork of the people who staged that game, the people who worked at FedEx Forum, and the fans themselves, would have been no problem. Mm -hmm. Fans were great. And so many of them were like, there was a guy from who works who works a, a, a helping to load the planes at FedEx, and he was sitting. He said, "You know, we can sit anywhere. I'm going to sit right behind the ESPN crew." So he made. We was on national TV all night long, and and after the game, he had to go back out to the airport and work to load planes again. Yeah. So he'd frozen his ass off all week. Comes to the game, has a great time until the second half, and then has to go back. Like it was a Great scene. So I was totally ticked off, A, because who the hell wants to watch the Memphis Tigers lose? 
particularly in the season of such high promise, what was supposed to be a season of such high promise, and B, honestly, totally destroyed my column. Mm-hmm. Totally destroyed my column. Again, my problems, but not yours. But my God, I had a cheerful, upbeat story about the intrepid saga of all the people who made it there last night. And when the Tigers were up by 20, it was perfect. It was perfect. We all needed the night out. We needed a jolt of joy. We needed to see this. We needed the top 10 team to continue winning. And then the second half happened. What is your basketball analysis, Jeffrey, of what happened in the second half of that game? Uh, The Tigers stopped making shots, and uh, they stopped also getting stops. (laughs) The shooting was really the big problem in the second half. They also... They stopped caring. Like, they didn't go to the rim. Like, they, they they didn't go to the rim. They didn't get loose balls. They didn't get rebounds. They didn't. They they. I mean, I think, yes. I think they thought South Florida would lay over. Yeah. And actually, yeah, they thought it was over. They thought the game was over. It, by the way, a human nature to think the game is over? Uh, sort of a little bit, but like. Kind of, sort of. But the problem that I thought was. It was pretty early like, in the game to think the game is over. They hit a bunch. Of, once they hit, a, they, they hit a bunch of shots. Well, first of all, end of the first half, Penny does what he does, and he throws out a trash lineup yep. at the end of the first half. Got to get those guys in. Which which, which literally gives them a little life. Yep. And, and by the way, it didn't bite him in the ass in the early part of the first half because that trash lineup, and I, I don't mean to, it's the lesser players, the whatever else, that, that trash is not fair to those players, but... It's a trash lineup given what they have. Given it doesn't mean what they have, yeah. you, your job is not to make everybody happy. No, I, I've, in the, I've been in on the, this. In it's the high first, school-ish. In the first half, in the early part of the first half, when he had, who was it? Both Hardaways, uh, it, uh, uh, it was, uh, Tomlin was on there. It was both Hardaways. It was Tomlin... It was. It, it, I'm trying to find the hang it, on. It worked out. It worked out fine, but this like distributing minutes as a charity is just. It's going to bite you in the ass, and it. I think it did at the end of the first half because it gives South Florida as they go into the locker room just a little bit of life, just a little bit. I think they were down by 15, right? Just a little bit of life. Now Memphis comes out and extends the lead again in the second half, and. You're exactly right. They just thought they thought it was over. All, all you have to do is is in the in the first half, Memphis took 25 twos and 13 threes. In the second half, Memphis took 12 twos and 15 threes, and made two of them. Eight of the last ten shots were threes, and they went 0 of eight. They had eight assists in the entire game on 27 made baskets, three assists in the second half. They mailed it in. South Florida kept playing like a team, kept busting their ass. And all of a sudden, it's a game. And once it's a game... They led the country in close wins with nine... Yeah, sooner or later, Quinterly's going to miss that shot. 
Tomlin's going to get a technical. Uh, loose ball's going to go the other way. Foul call's going to go the other way. If you let them back in the game and play a one-possession game, at that point, anything can happen, and anything did. And the Tigers take a loss to a team at home, 141 in the Ken Palm had an end to that game, 141 in the net. A team that was 1-26 and all-time on the road versus a, versus top 10 teams. And a team that they led by 20 points in the second half. That is devastating. And then the way that it played out on the last possession for South Florida? Like, what the hell? Like, like, like seriously, what the hell? The guy who has been tearing you up in the second half, Kishon Pryor, just gets wide open in the lane? Like, and then you got to follow him. Yep. He makes one of two. And then Penny insists that he did call timeout four times. Uh, honestly, Quinley got a decent shot. Quinley got a decent look. Could they have gotten something better if they'd set it up? Sure, maybe. That was, of all the complaints that you could have about the game, that pretty modest. That last possession. I mean, it was a, it was a, it, it was, was off it a was, miss. It was the, right. And it was the same shot. Yeah. That he he is, got an open look. Basically the same shot that he had sunk twice before in the final seconds, just from the other wing. Right? Yes. So I, I'm, I'm not going to be complaining about that. Um, The and game then, was, let's be clear, the game was lost well before yeah. that decision. And then you had Penny's comments after the game. And to be clear, they were not as searingly, transparently, this team is effed up as the Ole Miss game in 2021. When Penny <laughs> stunned everyone in the post-game press conference by just talking about how toxic his team is, right? That was the Imani Bates team, and he said it in the post-game press conference, and then he said it again to the Athletic, I think, Seth. Um, that was like, what the hell? This team is falling apart, and it was not that bad, but it was bad. Like it was. Like, Fishman is not a basketball guy. He's not a sports guy. He called up and said, what? Does everyone, does every coach do this? He said, it would be like me just saying, man, my marriage, man, our marriage went out to dinner last night. I don't know what's going wrong. Like, like TMI, mm-hmm. you know? Here, among the things that Penny said uh, after the game. Well, by the way, after that Ole Miss game, he said this. Everybody's trying to get to the NBA off the ranking we had, but nobody is willing to sacrifice minutes, touches, anything. After this game, Penny said, the negativity of the talk starts to weigh on the team. It just makes you have to put certain guys out there on the court. I'm not going to go deeply, but we've had this year all because you've got 14 new guys, 13 new guys trying to learn how to play together, and all these guys want the ball. And it's offensive dribbling that makes guys not want to really play defense at the highest level if they're not getting the ball and it becomes a problem. We've been able to mask it, but it's there. Very similar sort of uh, 
Very similar sort of quote, but it gets worse. It gets worse. Um, here are other things he said. I don't even know if this is going to be a wake-up call. We've just got so many things that are going on that we're just dealing with as we're moving forward that I hope by March it's all gone. Also, we're in the huddles, and instead of talking about the other team, we're trying to square things up, and it's just too much. Asked about that last play, Penny said, with all the other things happening on the team, the lineup that we had out on the court is probably the lineup we should have had. But there's so much going on that you can't play certain groups together. And now you've got to go with the group. And now you've got a group out there that might not be as cohesive and you have a communication problem. The notion that A, that, that in, in during timeouts, they can't be talking about the game because they have to, quote, square things up is appalling. And the notion that let, literally Penny can't play certain groups together. He doesn't mean that, like, because they're too small or because they're not enough rebounding or because there's not enough shooting or because that's not what he's saying. Can't play certain groups together because it's toxic. They can't play together. That's nuts. And is it more nuts that that's a reality or is it more nuts that Penny said that after the game? Probably the latter. I mean, I think there's... I've always believed there's never, like, the perfect lock. When a team is winning and you always hear, like, the, the locker and whatever, there's always issues on a team. It's just whenever you win, winning cures all. And then whenever you lose, there's always a bad locker room. I think the fact that he said it was a little more shocking. I would also argue this. This is, yet again, GM Penny causing a problem for Coach Penny. Well, that in the midst of all this, so many things going on, he was also asked about Jordan Brown. Yes. And he said, oh, he's still out there. That, that's another, like, how about Mikey, right? Yep. Like, like I, I don't think Mikey impacted this team much no, internally. No, 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 no. But in terms of the so much going on, yep. Mikey? Like, really, we needed that this whole time? And, and we need the, like, make, it, make up your mind. I don't freaking care. Bring back Jordan Brown. Don't bring back Jordan Brown. He's still out there. And if that's, well, I, mean, I think that's the problem. He wants to bring him back, and it seems like that's a friction between him and his team. The his team doesn't team, want him I back. I think that's right. Well, and it may be that certain members of the staff want him back, and certain members of this. Like, sure, yeah, I, that, I've I've heard that as well. Um, and the team doesn't want him back. How do you insert a guy if you already have issues on the team? Let's 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 hypothesize that that's the issue. Penny. And the staff want to bring Jordan Brown back. The team does not. How do you inject a player? You're already ripping them for being toxic and saying, guys, you can't play together. How do you bring that guy back and put him in that locker room? I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't, I don't even know why. Also, just... how do you tolerate this, S? It's, it's interesting that you're exactly right. Some of this is you hit 19 three-pointers, everyone's happy. Yeah. You know? And maybe that's all this is. Like, Penny has a history of when things go wrong. Here's what he says. Plan was good. We had a great plan. (laughs) We had a great plan. They knew the plan. They knew the plan. Had a really good plan. We had a great plan. And then, and without, he doesn't rip the players individually, like so-and-so was terrible tonight. He says, 
don't don't have enough pride, don't play hard enough, selfish, don't want to win, I don't know what's wrong, like whatever. He, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. And so maybe this was no different. That's my my question. Is And yet then sometimes there have been times that he talks about this that there really was, like you do believe in that old, that old Miss team, there was a big problem in the locker room, like yes. a serious problem in the locker room. So is this just Penny throwing the team under the bus, which is what he does after bad losses? Or is this indicative of some real issues in the locker room and I, or on the court about selfishness? And I will say this. I think there may be some of column A, some of column B, as you would say, but I think there are issues. And I, I have thought, even when they're playing well, what mm-hmm. have I, I have talked about all season long. It was, it was one of the striking things about the Wichita State game was they played, particularly in that second half, seamless, unselfish, sharing the ball, pop, 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 basketball. Before then, it had always struck me that it's a little bit of, I'll take a turn, you take a turn. I'll take a turn, you take a turn. I'll take a turn, you take a turn. Quinterly, Jones. Jones, Quinterly. Quinterly, Jones. And honestly, the body language, when it's not Quinterly, Mm -hmm. it's Jones, isn't great. And the body language, when it's not Jones, it's Quinterly, isn't great. Um... Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with all that. I still think, though, this is this is going to be something that happens with Penny Hardaway teams because he refuses to just get eight guys. He's always going to have – he's always just going to – he wants a big roster, and that's the way that it is, and so therefore you're going to start sorting these out. But I even think it's – I don't even – yeah, okay. There, there are two roster issues. One mm-hmm. is the, 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 the issue we identified before, which is playing the – Hardaways and the Sharon Fonts, he was another another part of that group, mm-hmm. right? And the Sharon Fonts, by the way, Sharon Font wasn't bad last night. Like, again, that group, when they came in at the start of the first half, they actually extended the lead. I still hate it. I still hate it. Um, but so there's that, needing to play deep into the roster. I think on this roster, there's an additional problem in the core players and that they feel like they should fit perfectly because they're skills kind of complement each other but they don't yeah i mean i think you could make the argument though that's part of part of that is they just haven't played together very much I and mean, that's kind of real that's the real is it that they each want to be the dude who makes the shot um i mean and by the way tomlin has not helped he was awful last night i mean there's no question of like, like who's, tomlin, who's then, the alpha then, I mean, there's, then yeah. tomlin is throwing up threes and Tomlin is not communicating off that last switch in the final possession. He was at least part of it. I don't I don't know who exactly was to blame, but I know he switched and and all of a sudden you had a wide open dude in the in the lane. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> like the one guy you didn't and, want in and the he lane. got yeah. and he got the technical. Like he did, he did not help matters last night. No. He wants his numbers too. But I mean that's why that's that this is the this is the problem with how you construct this roster. It's like when you're you're bringing everybody in at the last second, like, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's what we said about last year. Last year, when it all seemed to fit, was that, there was this whole, like, was that Penny learning? Or was that a byproduct of a just byproduct the roster? A byproduct of the roster yes. they'd assembled. And now, the good news is they're still super talented. They're still super talented. They should have won that game. They were up by 20. Um, the bad news is, if there are these problems in the team, 
they go to Tulane next. They've lost their last two at Tulane. Well, and they go to UAB. UAB has already sold that game out. What gives them problems? Like small guards. It's Tulane. That's like that's Tulane yeah. to a T. So, um, you know, and then and 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 it's just a it's a it's and it sucks because in in this conference, obviously, you can't make up for the damage that you've done. So I don't know what you thought they were before the loss yesterday. Like various people had him as a three seed, and various people had him as a five seed. Right? I, have, I haven't worked on my brackets yet. Bracketology. Yeah, yeah. Bracketology. Uh, had him, I, I of course. Bracketology. Jeff had, in, mine, in my bracket, I had him as a four and a half. Bracketology had him as a five, and um, and Jerry Palm had him as a three. But I think it's fair to say that that loss could have cost him two lines. Two's probably a stretch because there's been a lot of teams that have been losing bad games. Um, they don't have any opportunity to make up for it. Well, like, yeah, I mean, FAU. they're going to play FAU, FAU. like th- oh, probably listen, likely three if, times. And- if they, I guess this is what's – if this was the proverbial wake-up call. Yeah. And they take this lesson mm. and they apply They're not it. losses, Jeff. They're, they're, right, mm-hmm. they're lessons. And they apply it. And they don't lose another game except for, let's say, they split with FAU. Okay. They're they're fine. Yeah, I mean they might they might even be fine with like three losses, four losses. I mean it's just it's way. Well, what, too it's r- also the question is what's fine? What's your definition of fine? Still in the top five seed. I mean it, it's way we we love to do this whole thing and like right. I get it it's part of radio but it's like it is so early to determine that. I mean there's there's yeah, a scenario early, but like, it gets early late in the AAC. Yeah, but the difference is that unlike other years, they didn't freaking stub their toe early. Right. So if it's a if it's a if it's a uh, a as you a lesson, not pennies worth something. If it's just a lesson, not just a loss, then hey, that'll happen. If it actually is the night that tore the cover off real problems on the roster. Then there will be a lot more lessons to come. Sure. And I can't. Yeah, this will not be the la- last night. Will not, not be the last, last lesson. lesson. And I can't tell you which it is. Um, but I think it's more than Penny just throwing the team under the bus. I think there are actual issues on that team. There are, as you pointed, there's issues on every team. I think they're deeper than than some. I think it clearly frustrated Penny. I think that's why it all burbled up yesterday. Is it his job to get control of it? I heard someone ask before, whose fault is it? Of course it's Penny's. It's not his fault, but it's all his responsibility. He assembled the roster. He coaches the team. That's the beautiful thing about college sports. There's not a separate GM and a coach. Correct. It's you. It's you. If it's the players, it's also you because you brought in the players. Like, there's only one person who is responsible for this. It's like if the meal is bad, right? If the meal is bad and you don't break it down, whether it's the sous chef or the chef, if you're just the person eating the meal, the meal is bad. Yeah. And so Penny is responsible. And he's either responsible. Well, Penny Penny might actually say that was the sous chef's fault. He's bringing <laughs> Uh, the sous chef had the plan. Uh, it's a good recipe. Correct. Good recipe. It's, it's a recipe we use it's all the time. It's a recipe. Uh, they knew the recipe. You know, whatever. The, um, the, uh, the, uh, uh, so, but uh, yes, he either assembled a roster that has too many selfish players and is dysfunctional, or he's not coaching that out of them. Right? Yeah. He's not demanding that they toe the line and do what they're supposed to do. Or maybe you're too busy trying to put, you know, 
10 guys on the floor rather than saying, like, these are the guys that are going to play together. Figure it out. Like, that's a big problem. It is a big problem. Uh, it is a big problem. It is a big problem. I mean, this problem. is the, I guess this is my always my bottom line. He has every right to do it the way that he wants. That's his job. Yeah. And that's what he gets paid to do. Yeah. But when you go against the grain and you go against conventional wisdom and it doesn't work, that does open yourself up to criticism. And it, I feel like that has always been a disconnect. It's like, why are you hating? It's like, not hating. Literally, no, 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 90% no. of teams have eight-man rotations. I am still. I'm not saying you personally. I'm just still, saying in general. Right. I'm still, by the way. I think Penny's the person to coach this team. I'm grateful that he is coaching this team. I think he showed incredible resilience coaching this team. He's 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 creativity in the way he puts together a roster, like all kind, of, like whatever. But that was a bad night, and there's no sense sugarcoating it. Yeah. It, was, it was a bad night last night, and I do want to reemphasize: anyone who tries to blame that loss on the crowd is wild, oh, well, they didn't have the full crowd, they didn't have the band, how do you expect them to get up for the game, is wildly misguided. They were up 20. They were up 20. And by the way, the atmosphere was kind of fun. I give full credit to everyone who made it out there. Um, (laughs) The ESPN guys came over, you know, the camera guys, you know, they come over to the fans and they try to get the fans whipped up beforehand. There's six of them. Mm -hmm. There's six. So they're doing a really close in shot. And I was talking to the student, the students Ah, in the the student section. And they were like, you know, we feel like student section was six, it was seven people. And it was like, they were like, we feel a real responsibility to, you know, carry the load here, a heavy weight. Like, everyone's doing everything they can, and so... Do, 300 sports. And it was and it was totally the right call of the university to encourage people not to come. Once the city is asking people to stay off the streets, it is only responsible to say, hey, we'll figure this out, stay off the streets. So, don't be looking anywhere... Uh, in, in terms of where to point the fingers here, except for at the at the at the at the players and the coaches, that's uh, whatever. And, and again, I'm not hating on them. It's just true. It's just the reality. Bad loss would have been a bad loss to lose. Period to South Florida at home, but to lose when you're up by 20, that's a disaster. Yeah. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 